0: I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. All right. This is a quick episode, uh, but it's all from PCT days, Pacific crest trail days was down there and I was sitting in the, all the West booth. And I was hanging out with uh, some friends there from the American long distance hiking association uh, that have been on the podcast before Uh, Jeff Kish, all good snorkel. Drop and roll. Uh, Virgo hasn't been on, but but I've been trying to get him on. We just haven't connected. Uh, Anyway, I was like thinking, you know what? I've talked to these folks before. Uh, Let me just talk to some random people that happen to be either kind of hanging around or that just stopped by. So these are just some short clips from some folks there. And uh, by the way, it was just a a fun event. It was was nice to see some of my uh, folks that have sponsored the show. Uh, Waymark Gear Company was there. I got to finally meet Mark. Uh, It was was really nice. And same with uh, Jake from Lux Hiking Gear. Uh, they were both set up there. and it was Just great to meet both of them and, and see their products all set up. And uh, it was just, it was a fun event all together. Seeing some movies and hiker talks and through hikers and whatnot. So there was a lot going on. It was busy and I saw a lot of people that listen to the show. So if you're listening to this uh, and you, you saw me at PCT days, thanks for saying hi. I really do appreciate that. It means a lot. And uh, anyway, this is uh, PCT Days. Oh, and by the way, I'm going on vacation. So I'm not going to release a show for the next two weeks after this. And uh, we're, uh, we're actually going on a cruise. <laughs> kind of crazy. But uh, uh, maybe we'll all find a trail up in Alaska. Thanks
2: for listening, guys. All right, what's your name? Hey, my name is Venture. Uh, Tim Rep.
0: Right on, man. Well, hey, we're out here uh, PCT Days. And, uh, you know, the coolest thing just happened, you got out your kite.
2: Yeah. No, it's a thing I've been keeping in my backpack for a long time just to uh, throw out when you get to the top of mountains. When you go someplace it's fun and uh, you get a little wind and your kite's up in the air. It's really exciting. Talk
0: talk about some of the mountains. Like, wh- where have you where have you flown your kite?
2: So the highest place i I carried it up when I went up to Whitney when I, one of the times I went up there. And then I've uh, taken it up Shasta, but it wasn't very windy that morning. <laughs> and then um, latest hike was up on a place called uh, Levitt Peak off a of Sonora Pass. Right on. So I uh, took it up there and, uh, you know, throw it up when, with the rocks, because usually a lot of top of peaks are windy, and so having yeah. kind a of kite is always a little fun. Well, it's windy here, too. It's a perfect place. Yeah, it's nice. The uh, Cascade Locks is a beautiful area, and so I thought, oh, I might as well just pull it out, because the wind seems to be pretty steady.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, you're here with All the West. What? Uh, why are you with All the West? What, what's your experience?
2: Yeah, so I um, hiked the PCT in 2016 and came to the Ruck in February of 2016, and uh, it really opened my eyes to the kind of the options you have to hike the PCT, ways that you can do different things, and uh, even a guy like Freefall was talking about his food system, and those, those ideas gave me a lot of good insight on how I should prepare for my trip, and I was eventually successful, so it was, um, I think, time well spent, and the education that all the west guys provide is fantastic
0: yeah it's really good man and um so talk a little bit about your hike i mean what were the uh was there any awesome moments
2: bad moments what? well we um uh, we left pretty early so we were in the first 50 to get across forrester pass and we ended up um joining up with uh, uh ned Tim, ned tebbett's group
0: oh okay yeah i know him
2: yeah and so he uh his group got blown off going over trying to go over forrester with 100 mile an hour winds up wow. at 12,000. <laughs> and then they came back to Tyndall Creek and um, so the, their problem was is they were kind of out of food and they needed to kind of get out. And so uh, and then one person had hurt her shoulder so they ended up calling the Forest Service on a sat phone and we got a helicopter rescue that came in and then dropped off a whole bunch of food and he just included our group in his group. So we had a cu- couple people in our group of 11 that was trooping together through the Sierras that were kind of short on food too. so. We had um, we had MREs for a few days, which was very exciting. Oh
0: man, that's crazy! Yeah, so right the uh, the
2: helicopter rescue was you know kind of an exciting exciting thing to see the the landing zone and all the kinds of stuff and the and they put a you know jumpsuit on the woman that was getting evacuated. The only thing I didn't realize is you know when they evacuate you, uh, they they take you to whatever their local hospital is, and that one was Fresno. So you know she wasn't going out onto the east side of the sierra's at bishop or something to come back in she was going to fresno so
0: yeah hitch back to the trail isn't easy from there
2: yeah it's a little different 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 logistics so did
0: you meet back up with her then or or
2: No, i never saw those guys again um i did see one of the women another woman in that group later in the hike um uh just because i took some time off and then came back onto the trail but um but that was probably the most exciting thing was that helicopter rescue
0: Well, uh, do you have any uh,
2: plans for anything big in the future? So I've got my uh, 2019 plan is to do the Continental Divide Trail. So I'm going to go wander out uh, mid-April and um, try to work my way through that and uh, see what I can do. I've got a lot of friends that have liked the Continental Divide Trail, think it's one of their favorite trails. And so I'm excited to go out and do another long-distance hike after uh, three years or two years off. But you've got to spend a little time with family. You can't um, abandon them for five months every year yeah yeah exactly well hey venture it's been fun talking man no thank you so much rudy appreciate it and um have a great rest of the day
0: right on. you too all right so uh what in the heck is your name uh bangerang bangerang okay yep. well hey we were just kind of talking and uh i'm just sitting here at the all the west booth the pct days and i thought you know i might as well bring out the gear and see who the heck shows up so who are you Uh, So I am a long-distance hiker
3: who's been at this for five years now, Uh, AT, 14, PCT, 15, 16, and 17, and then this year I completed my crown by doing the CDT as a uh, groundskeeper for the Granite Gear and Ultra program.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What does that mean?
3: Uh, So we basically had groups of people all around the country, some on long trails, some driving vans to national parks. And uh, some just in their local communities, picking up trash on trails and beautifying those places
0: that we love so much. So how much uh, work for that did you actually put in? I mean, you know, because that, be, that could be, oh, yeah, I filled up a Ziploc, a little tiny Ziploc, or, or was it more than that, or what? Uh, so for myself,
3: uh, most of my work happened in New Mexico, where the state wildflower is the Coors Light can. um, <laughs> and, nice. um so picked up a lot of beer bottles and cans in New Mexico. The rest of the CDT was not that dirty. Um, but I picked up a total of 130 pounds over four and a half months along the CDT corridor.
0: Wow. Yeah. And how many of that was you bringing a 24-pack out and then, and then claiming that you found all this garbage? Uh, only
3: once when I left the good Colorado towns <laughs> with good beer. So.
0: Uh, okay, yeah. So it wasn't Coors Light, yeah?
3: No, no. It was good IPAs.
0: Right on. So talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what does it feel like you kind of you kind of alluding that you were maybe pressured into the, the Triple Crown a little bit by, uh, you know, joking about that or whatever. But does, what does it feel like completing that?
3: Uh, it was powerful at the time. Uh, didn't think much about it as I approached the terminus. But at the terminus, it was definitely a very powerful and emotional experience to finally wrap up the big three. And still at this point, I don't feel any different, and I don't know if I ever will feel any different. I just keep walking.
0: What would you say to other hikers out there that maybe aspire to do something like that, or maybe it's not on their radar yet? Uh, To not forget that the
3: journey is more important than the destination. I obviously spent three years on the PCT screwing around, having a great time developing trail families that will last a lifetime, so... You know, just don't lose sight on the journey. The terminus is not the end goal. It's your trail families. It's the connections you make. It's the angels you meet. It's all
0: that. Yeah, that's good words, man. Because I've I've talked to some people or or met some people out out in the community, and, and it's like, oh man, I didn't make it or the the snow, and I just can't believe it. And they you know, and they they take it so much to heart. And so I like those words. Yeah,
3: you've got to define your success based on. Based on more factors than just a a monument in the ground or a number that you have to walk, success is so much more than just that. What's next? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to ride the season, see what Mother Nature says I can and can't do year to year, and I'm just going to go at it that way. I don't have a doubt that the PCT is going to happen again.
0: Maybe for a fourth year out here, just bumming around, meeting some new people. Yep. Right on. Well, thanks so much for talking, man. Cool. Yeah, thanks, Rudy. Who are you? Uh,
4: my name's Jesta. Um, what,
0: what, uh, what kind of role do you have in the hiking community here? What, what, did, what, what have you accomplished in your own mind?
4: In my own mind? Okay, that's, that's an interesting way to phrase that question. Um, you know, I've spent a chunk of time, like at least significant for myself on long-distance trails, but I'm not a through hiker. Um, you know, that's not really integral to my identity or anything, but it's a, it's a pretty cool phenomenon. Um, But I got involved in the long-distance hiking scene through my partner. And uh, so I got basically associated with it by proxy and have integrated into it over time. And it's, you know, a really gratifying experience. But in terms of achievement, I've achieved a lot of personal growth and insight out of it, which I think is true for a lot of people. But, yeah, and, like, covered some mileage. But that's about it. That's why I said in your own mind, you know, because I didn't want you
0: to... To, to act like you had to be pretentious about cool. it. Or <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, that's great. Yeah, so yeah, the main qualifying factor for me is like inspiration and personal insight. It's really powerful. It's great. Getting outside of the context of civilization into nature, especially with other people around is super powerful experience. It's great. Yeah.
0: What uh, What would you say to, I don't know, that person that might be just kind of like, thinking about going for a, a longer hike or whatever I mean you're a person that just kind of picked it up and just went so so yeah what would
4: totally um, like so somebody who's kind of new to the concept yeah, yeah. maybe uh I mean the first thing would be that generally speaking like uh barring the huge spectrum of disability that's out there like different abilities that people have the human capacity for endurance, like physically and mentally, is so massive, so much more than anybody realizes. Absolutely. Uh, and there are so many examples of that out there, and this is a really good way to demonstrate it to yourself. It's uh, it's not something we would have a lot of practice for in the context of civilization, um, but it's massively empowering to realize that you can fit everything you need. Is it okay to drop F-bombs on this sure. podcast? Sure. Well, okay. I'll edit it, but yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> then I'll refrain. But you can fit everything you need to survive inside a bag that sits comfortably on your back. And it does take some resources to get that, you know, drop a couple hundred on a shelter, on a bag, etc. But in the grand scheme of things, everything that you need to survive comfortably and happily and satisfactorily can weigh 11 pounds. It can be, you know, I weigh like a buck 30 and wet and that's oh what 10% of my body weight that is astonishingly comfortable it's amazing and you can just strike out and walk hundreds or thousands of miles man like when I started long distance hiking I didn't really know what I was doing I didn't have my head on straight but like I said I got into this community by proxy my partner was somebody who was very very well seasoned and a super dork about ultralight hiking so I was just like all right, I'll just base my kit off of that person and then go out into the GMT was my first ever backpacking trip. I didn't study it beforehand. I didn't realize what I was getting into, but I had the right equipment and I guess the right attitude. And I was lucky in terms of weather and other variables. But I went out there and I went over, what is it, like 10 mountains on that mountain range? Yeah, like it's 10 a passes. Lot. Yeah, the
0: passes, yeah.
4: Walked, I had never climbed a mountain before in my life and i just went out and did it followed the trail read the maps had everything i needed to say healthy comfortable warm enough not die and i got to the other end like over 200 miles just like you can do that you can just walk in a straight line or a crooked line whatever (laughs) and get where you're trying to go and uh in in terms of conventional thinking, what most people are used to, that's not even a remote possibility. And that's a possibility for just about everyone to some degree.
0: Curious about your, your pack weight because you mentioned that. Um, would you say that, that because of your influences, did you start out with that pack weight or did you get down a little bit after a while? or how? Because how, how, you mentioned the JMT being your first kind of backpacking trip. Mm-hmm. So when you said 13, 11 pounds, was that where you started?
4: That is where I started. And it's where I'm still at about because there's a couple things like I like to layer up. I get cold easily and I like to carry a stove. I'm not into soaking. I mean, it's cool. I've tried it. I appreciate it for what it is, but I really enjoy cooking and I like hot I like hot coffee in the morning. That kind of thing. It's totally worth it for I me. I saw you at
0: the coffee bar earlier yeah,
4: today. I was <laughs> like, hey, hook me up. Yeah. Triple cream coffee. What's up? That was amazing. Um, so nice. Uh, but, yeah, so I haven't really pared much down from there. Like, I could if I needed to, but I'm really happy with what I have. But like I said, you know, I modeled my kit off of somebody who had a lot of experience already and was really good at this, and it served me really, really well. So I've been nice. pretty happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a
0: little bit about – I mean, it, it's one thing I'm kind of curious about yeah. because I have daughters, yeah. and we go hiking all the time. Yeah. Wait, how old are your daughters? Uh, nine and five. Cool. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, Congratulations. And, and yeah, we – we did a little backpacking trip in the Goat Rocks this summer, yeah. which was cool. Um, and something that, that really kind of uh, almost, like, helps identify you mm-hmm. f- for me, like, a, like oh, there's Jesta. Uh, is your hair? And, <laughs>
4: no, and so can you talk right? a little bit
0: about, like, you know, hair on the trail? I mean, do you do anything? Yeah.
4: Well, I don't do anything. And what this guy is talking about is I have, like – so in technical terms, if you're a hairstylist, I have, like th- – 3B or 3C hair but I have like coily tight hair I have an afro and yeah it's very tight yeah and I'm like I'm a white chick from like I think my heredit or my uh, lineage is from central Europe or something like that so it's kind of weird but I keep it under a baseball cap (laughs) I'm really low maintenance I've been a dirtbag my whole life so you know I watch other people have that experience of like you know using products or grooming or whatever but frankly I'm a minimalist in a dirtbag and I yeah, I keep it in a ponytail or under hat or, you know, in the past I've resorted to just keeping it really short. So low maintenance. But, yeah, yeah, it's definitely something to take into consideration when you're out there.
0: Well, I think it is. And it's funny because I found myself here at Days asking some random questions to women yeah. that most guys wouldn't ask. But oh, it's God, based whatever on my you want to know, yeah, like, like, yeah, let yeah. me know. Is, I don't I have mean, that we, problem here. We can here. talk
4: about, you know, like... Cycles on trail if you but no pressure, no yeah, pressure. No, I'm just saying it cool I, I, I mean I've
0: never had anybody talk about that so yeah. Yeah,
4: people should really talk about so yeah. yeah you know I mean the menstrual cycle like that's something we don't talk about often in general like no matter what the context is but when you get out on a trail when you get out in nature when you're carrying a minimal amount of gear, you really get up close and personal with the necessities of day-to-day life like the realities of living in your body which we all do until you die. Uh, what you need in order to survive and one of those things is like personal hygiene associated with your menstrual cycle You know you you bleed out of a oh, really inconvenient sure, yeah. area for approximately a week a month most people do you know it varies among women but uh, You know you get up close and personal with the garbage that you generate that's relatable for every hiker like the wrappers and the plastic and just the, the awful like everything that you have to dispose of and You know, for women oftentimes that means like Synthetic and bleached cotton products and stuff that's like soaked with bodily fluids, which can be like kind of gross and not that pleasant to deal. It's like bo like times ten. It's crazy. I personally like I've been using a menstrual cup, which is something that people might be familiar with or might not that are hearing this. But it's like a little silicone cup that goes up where you might imagine that it does. That you can continually empty. There's no trash generated by it. I've been doing this since I was like. Pardon the questions, but is that something you wear? It's not some, well, uh, so let's go ahead and just go there, but in the sense that you wear a tampon, for instance, it's worn internally, and I recommend it highly. Like I said, I'm 33 now, and I've been using it since I was a teenager, age 18, so this is something, like, you got daughters, talk to your daughters about it, like, it's, it's It's amazing. You don't generate any trash. 30 bucks, one shot. There's so many brands out there, like the old school one, you know, the Keeper Company is the name of it. They make a rubber one. The Diva Cup Company makes a silicone one. There's a bunch of different people out there making them. They're all awesome. They don't work for everybody. You know, every now and then I'll meet a woman that's like, you know, it just didn't really work for me. It wasn't comfortable. But then again, the huge majority are like, oh, my God, this is amazing. We'll never go back. But in the context of trail, all you're disposing of is bodily fluid when you use this and it's so much more convenient. It's so nice. And it's really comfortable too, at least for me and a lot of other people that I know of. So
0: Well, I uh, must say that when we started this conversation, <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna go there, but hey. I do appreciate where it went because yeah. it is something that people need to talk about and it's totally. definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean I
4: like going there, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right
0: on, Jessica, thanks for
5: talking.
4: Yeah, totally. Thanks for having me.
5: What's your name? My name is Super Vegan. Super Vegan, are you hiking? Yes, I'm through hiking PCT. All right,
0: well, we got a train going by here. <laughs> down at uh, Cascade Locks, PCT Days. Yes. And uh, it's getting a little loud here, but uh,
5: what, uh, you know, are you hiking through here? Or are you on the Pacific Crest Trail? Yes, I'm hiking through. I started uh, at the Mexican border on March 15th, and I'm right here right now. I didn't, you know. You didn't track, have to, yeah, you didn't have skate. to like get a hitch or anything? Yeah. 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 And I hiked o- every open miles from wow. here to the Mexican border. How awesome, man. So, Thank what So you. what's your experience been? What? Has oh, it's great. Yeah, there are some tough sections like you know, snow in Sierra and you know, river crossings. some dry sections, hot days, over 100 degrees. But uh, I met so many great people, hikers and trail angels, and yeah, it has been a wonderful experience.
0: So we're we're at the we're we're on the Columbia River right now. And This is uh, the border between the next state uh, from Oregon to Washington, mm-hmm.
5: and that's all you have left, right? That's correct. I have about five hundred miles left to Canadian border. How exciting is that? Well, you know, it five hundred miles is just by itself another long trail, so you know I don't feel that I'm almost there or anything. Yeah, I just kind of have to refresh myself here and, uh, yeah. you know, start afresh.
0: Good. Yeah, one of the cool things about this area is that the Columbia River here is almost at sea level. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you really are starting fresh.
5: Yeah. Because exactly. you got to go
0: up into the goat rocks here. and Yeah. So, you, yeah, I mean, obviously by this time you're completely prepared for that.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, I have. Uh, um, you know, I have 2,100 miles already, so my legs are really well developed now. Uh, when I started, I was hiking only 16 to 18 miles. Uh, right now, I'm hiking 25 miles a day comfortably, so I'm hoping, you know, I can get through Washington. No problem. Yeah. yeah. And do you have the permit then to go into Canada? Or? Yes, I do.
0: Nice. Is that where you're going to finish? then? Or?
5: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, but as you may know, PCT Association just closed the last 80 miles of PCT up to Canadian border from a place called Rainy Pass uh, because of multiple fires in that area. So as of now, you cannot really go into the Canada. Uh, you have to basically finish your hike at the Rainy Pass or take a different trail to hit Canadian border. But then you cannot enter the Canada, so you have to backtrack from there. So it's a really kind of complex situation now. Yeah, well, you know, 25 miles a day, uh, you
0: know, hopefully by the time you get up there, uh, things will be settled down.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, the temperature starts to cool down, and maybe we have a rainy day or two, then that should really help, you know. What's been thing? the high
0: point of the trail so far? high point of the trail. Yeah, not not, uh, 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 just
5: your your favorite part of the trail. Oh, I see. I think my favorite part is the people I meet on the trail. Nice. You know, uh, there are some really scenic landscapes, but, you know, just scenery is scenery. But the people on uh, on the trail is very amazing, yeah. Both hikers and, you know, supporting people like trail angels or uh, people who gave me a hitch. They're really, really nice people.
0: Right on. Well, hey, thanks so much for sitting down and chalking. You're welcome. Pleasure. (laughs) What's your name? Hannah. Hannah. I believe, uh, I know that you hiked the Pacific Northwest Trail, I believe it was 2014. Have you hiked any other trails?
4: Uh. (laughs)
6: Um. Not really, just along the Pacific Northwest Trail mostly, and some of the Pacific Crest Trail, but just, uh, yeah, a little How bit. How much with
0: of the Pacific Crest Trail?
6: Um. Well, 13 miles that's shared with Pacific Northwest. <laughs> and then on my due date with Atlas, uh, we did a hike on Mount Hood following the Pacific Crest Trail.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. On the due date? Wait, explain that a little bit more.
6: Yeah, so um, on Atlas's due date, or the day before, I woke up and was very tired of thinking about going into labor, and I said, let's go get a giant brunch on Mount Hood. And so we did, and um, we just decided to go hiking after that. And um, actually, the following day, did did a couple hikes on Mount St. Helens because I started to go into labor on Mount Hood, But when we got back into town, my contractions stopped. So the next day, I said, okay, we need another mountain.
0: Wow. (laughs) That's pretty cool. So tell me, uh, like, you didn't just, like, get off the couch and go on the PNT. So, like, what were your stages before that? What led you up to a big hike like that?
6: Yeah. So um, that summer, I ran a marathon. And then I climbed a mountain with Jeff, Mount Adams, which is non-technical uh but it was really fun and um and then i felt i had some good momentum and that i could do a 160 mile backpacking trip as my first backpacking trip with jeff
4: that's
0: awesome well thanks for talking
6: <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> that
0: was talk, so, hey. all right what's your name
7: name is Tumper, trail name is thumper put it up a little closer the trail name is Thumper, from Northern California.
0: Oh, right on. So uh, we're here at PCT Days. Uh, what's your connection with PCT Days?
7: Well, I've hiked from Mexico this far, about 2,100 miles, and uh, and I was here last year, too, before I took the hike, and uh, you know what? Love it here. Did
0: you just happen to end up here? Did you hitch up, or how did that work?
7: No, I was uh, about two weeks ago I realized uh, when this was, and the timing was going to work out if I pushed the miles just right, so... Did some big mountain miles this week and sailed in yesterday just in time. So it was, it was cool. Right
0: on. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. We're sitting here talking, and uh, I know you were just uh, buying, a, buying a book or at least talking to a Snorkel and stuff, and we're, we're hanging out here, and there's a guy out here, uh, you know, what what, what, what do you describe this as? What's he doing out here in the water? I think he's crazy, first of all. Uh, he's
7: got a, a jet water pack that's unattached to his feet that's lifting up the air, and he's spinning around <laughs> doing circles. I hope he just doesn't crash into the, the the walls on either side of the the river here.
0: That's yeah. pretty pretty cool. So I noticed he's got a helmet on, so that's good. Yeah, no kidding. So tell me a little bit about your hike. Has there been any uh, crazy moments, good moments? What? Uh, well, I think one of the funnest ones was
7: I was hiking along, and doing a night hike down in the desert section, and I looked out in front of me, and there's these two big yellow eyes right down at ground level looking at me. I said, uh, "That may not be good." Okay. And then it flew away. It was a ah! little owl. Oh, no way. And he flew down the trail about 100, 100 yards, and then he landed again and popped up again in front of me. So that was kind of cool.
0: That is cool. And,
7: wow. But I think uh, the rattlesnakes have been fun. Uh, but the most dangerous animal out here it has got to be the, the tick and the, the mosquito. Wow.
0: So have you had much uh, interaction with ticks?
7: Not pers- well, not not on the trail. No problems on the trail. But I've had previous tick bites. Uh where I live in Northern California, they're around there. So I'm very cautious, uh, trying not to get the tick bites going on me again, so.
0: What's been the high point of the hike? Uh, wh- wh- where's your favorite spot so far?
7: I think I'm gonna go back to, I'm from Northern California, but uh, the High Sierras are always been my favorite and the, the Minaret Spanner and Ritter Mountain up there. I love it. Now I'm hearing that I'm gonna like Washington as much. So I'm, you know, the, 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 the full, uh, Panel of electors, uh, elect uh, people to be voted on, is not <laughs> not there yet. But I you know, I was surprisingly pleased with how it was uh, from Sierra City on. I had never hiked that area, and I really enjoyed that. So that was that was a good experience for me. So
0: right on, Pepper. Well, thanks for chatting. I'm just kind of getting some short interviews from people. So thanks for coming out hey,
8: on the podcast. Who are you? I am a Chardonnay. <laughs>
5: right
0: on. Well, here we are at PCT Days, but we talked not too long ago, and uh, man, you had uh, you had a certain goal in mind. What was that, and what happened?
8: Um, well, um, my big goal was to finish the Appalachian Trail, and by finishing the Appalachian Trail, I completed the Triple Crown. So, ended up being the first African-American woman to finish the Triple Crown, so that was awesome.
0: That's great. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Thank you. Like, how Thank fun. You. It, it was really cool for me when I, I saw that you were here and I uh, and saw that you were coming beforehand. But uh, just to be like, man, we talked before and, and here you are afterwards. So that, that's just amazing. Well, that's kind of been the
8: fun part of being here. I've met so many people that I only knew online. So it's called it's awesome to see everybody. It's like, oh, like you're a real person. <laughs> yeah,
0: And you are. <laughs> yes.
8: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Right on. So um, so. You kind of volunteering today, right, a little bit?
8: Yes, volunteering with all the West. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of a
0: fun way. That's what I do as well at PCT Days. and It's a fun way to kind of just uh, throw yourself in the, the middle of everything and meet some folks.
8: It is, and it's great to be able to share information with people and, and get to see people who are looking to get out there and they're excited about it and all the people just passing through and get them involved with all the West and, and the community. So.
0: And are you planning on going to the Gathering in October?
8: Yes, I will definitely be at the Gathering. I'm excited about that. Another opportunity to come up and check out Oregon because it's amazing up here. So, yeah. Remind me where you live? San Diego. Yeah, it's
0: a long ways.
8: Yes, it was a long drive up, but totally worth it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: It's cool. You know, I mean, what do you think about here we are kind of staring? The Triple Crown's right in front of you, and you just completed the Triple Crown. So, how does that feel?
8: It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, sometimes you forget how, how big it is. So, yeah, it's been fun, and it's been fun talking to people who are on their way to that too. So,
0: or or maybe it's just aspiring, maybe. Yes. Yeah.
8: yeah, yeah. I know. It's been fun seeing people come up and see that crown there, and then they're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm gonna get there." <laughs>
9: right on. Well, hey, can I buy you a drink later?
8: Deal. <laughs>
0: right on. Thanks <There's> for <laughs> coming on.
8: Sure. Thank you. It's good to see you.
9: Who are you? Hey, I'm Lionheart.
0: Lionheart. Hey, man. Well, hey, I'm I'm Rudy from the Cascade Hiker Podcast. I know we just
9: literally just met. You were digging through the hiker box over here. What are you looking for? Uh, I'm looking for some nice uh, shoes, <laughs> a good backpack. I need a lot of things. You're not wearing but, um,
0: shoes. I just noticed that, yeah. I'll make it work.
9: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So what, uh, where are you at on the trail right now? We're at PCT Days. Where are you at?
9: um that's a good question i stopped at elk lake resort and i have some pain in my achilles so if it doesn't go away i'll switch back to hitchhiking um otherwise i'm not through hiking so i could i could drop anywhere where i feel like
0: yeah you don't really have a destination you just out having fun right
9: yeah that's uh that's the challenge actually to just let it go and see where it goes uh i usually always hitchhike with an aim and now I'm hiking, and yeah, hopefully I can get back in the nature.
0: So you said Elk Lake. Uh, I know that's uh,
9: just south, you know,
0: south of here, uh, south of, in Oregon. Where where did you? How far of, of the trail? How much of the trail did you hike?
9: So I started in Syed Valley, and I went to Ashland, and I rested a good while because my knee started hurting. And the idea was to go up to Canada, and then hitchhike down on Highway One, and go from maybe Lake Isabella up. But right now, I'd be happy to see the Canadian border and then see what happens.
0: Nice, yeah. Well, I know north of here, man. I can speak for a lot of Washington. I've hiked most of the trail through Washington, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, is that something that you want to do? I mean, you mentioned the Canadian border, but you want to like hike from here there or what?
9: What? Yeah, like I love the I love the being out there. I I'll probably just do 10 to 15 miles a day and like go slow enjoy the nature meditate more and have time to talk to other hikers so i may not do the whole of washington but just as it flows i guess
0: well lionheart man it's been fun talking i'm just doing some short clips out here and i appreciate you coming on
9: thank you very much yeah i wish you a beautiful weekend
0: right on man thanks all right i'm gonna finish out with a few of the live songs uh, that that were recorded at my live show so uh, don't forget if you still want to sign up uh Get on the Patreon and donate. Heck, let's just do 15 bucks. If you donate 15 bucks, and I'll send you a 15-track CD from the live event. Here's three of the songs. Slow that down. If you're you're one like me, I, I listen to most of my podcasts at two times speed. Slow it down. Listen to these songs. They're great.
1: There's trouble on the wind. There's hurting up ahead. This baby's eating nothing before they go to bed. And I can give my money, and I can join the cause, and I can wave my flag. The thunderous applause, yeah. I can build a glass house. I can throw a stone. I'd love to help you, mama. But I can't do it on my own. It's only getting tougher. It's only getting worse. To see the people suffer. You see us kill each other I can sing the blues And I can play guitar And I can read the news And I still drive my car Yeah, let me tell you, mama I wanna heal your bones There's just one little problem, baby I can't do it on my own oh now when i was a young one i had a little toy gun baby i love to shoot it Ooh, i love to shoot it and now i need a 44 sitting in my top drawer but i don't want to shoot it i don't want to shoot as long as rapers keep raping It cycles by crack i'll keep the sucker loaded the hammer pulled back but i won't bother you You just leave me alone. I'd love to help you, mama, but I can't do it on my own. All right, then, let's go. I'd like to thank you girls for putting up with boys you let us start our wars you let us make our noise and when i see a mud hole i'll let you walk my coat but i can't pay you equal i finally let you vote and you can take the kitchen And I can take the throne. I'd love to help you, mama, but I can't do it on my own. (laughs) You win. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, we are Jack Mattingly and Whiskey Fever. I suppose that makes you Whiskey Fever. Dennis Dorgan playing the lead guitar. Whiskey Fever Distilled is what we are. We're the smaller distilled version of the four-piece that we normally are. Don't you know you've got an ugly heart? You sacrificed being nice for a lonely part. And loser girl, don't you know it doesn't pay to be smart? You won't put out, but still they say you're a slut at heart. Heaven, God, won't you let me through? My makeup's done. My hair is shining like a silver moon. Well, I'm a wreck. I don't want to be part of your masquerade. No paper bags. Pretty boys only want to get laid. I believe there's a place for me. Can't you see that I want to be somebody's golden child? Count the stars that you wish upon. Cause days roll by. And soon you'll find that the magic's gone. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Moving right along. These are all songs that we wrote because we were told not to play any covers, and we're not going to. That's the first time in my musical career where they said... Play something we don't know. So, you know, challenge accepted. (laughs) So here we go. This one I wrote when I was living in Spokane, Washington. It's about a postal worker. The girl at the post office makes my face red. She likes my hair so. I shaved my head, I can't take any chances falling in love again. I can't spend my life spending my evening pretending I don't sin. I drive down the boulevard and look at the kids, the makeup and haircuts life on the skids. Everybody's so hungry. Cause this town is skinny like me. I can't spend my life spending a weekend smoke I've got two dimes to rub but I'm still broke I can't spend my life spending my money pretending I'm rich she's just an angry girl I'm just a son of a bitch The girl at the post office, she's such a tramp But I like the way she looks licking a stamp It's so dirty it makes me remember that I'm all alone She wrote me a letter, said, I hope you feel better I know that your heart's in hell but you still wear it well i know i'm not supposed to but i'm going postal for you i said i know i'm not hopeful but i'm going postal too